Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Folks, we're going to go right to the Republican leaders responding to Pelosi and I'll fill in all the gaps in just a moment. What's been going on? It's no different than what Nadler's been trying to do. It's time to put the public before politics. Thank you. Are you afraid that you're on the wrong side of this? Is well, I guess that's it. You're in the right place at the right time, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to go on for months. And I hope you'll stick with me. Because there's a lot of disinformation and misinformation, even coming from so-called experts on some of our favorite shows. And I'm here to help us walk through this and defend this nation against a, a tyranny in our midst, as far as I'm concerned. Now, what happened today? Nancy Pelosi walks to the podium about 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and announces that she is beginning a formal impeachment inquiry. There were leaks to NBC and other media outlets friendly to the Democrats about two hours before, stating that that's exactly what she would do. And she said, as you will hear later, during the course of her mini press event that she is directing the six chairmen of these six committees to work together and to provide their information to the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Gerald Nadler. Ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what they're doing right now. As I've been telling people in the media for the last two hours, or hour, I should say. That is, this is not a formal impeachment inquiry in as much as the full House of Representatives has not been asked to vote on it. A roll call vote, a head count, where each one is to be noted. Impeachment is serious business. It's not left to committee chairman. It's not left to the Speaker of the House. It's not left to the Judiciary Committee. The full House of Representatives... Tradition in this country, process in this country, if it wishes to proceed with a formal impeachment inquiry, which is a crucially, crucially important and grave event, then it requires a a body politic, not committee chairman and the Speaker of the House, to launch it. And she wouldn't take a vote on the House floor. And she's in charge of scheduling. She did not allow a vote on the House floor 
because she's still trying to protect 30, 40, 50 of her members. So she makes this pronouncement like she's some kind of a fascist dictator that she is determined, one person from San Francisco, one House district, that she is determined to launch a formal impeachment inquiry. That's not what the Constitution calls for. So that's what she's done. There's been absolutely no change they changed except the labeling and the nomenclature. That's it. That's it. And then she cites the Constitution and Benjamin Franklin, the same party that attacks the Constitution day in and day out, that attacks the authors of the Constitution and the ratifiers of the Constitution day in and day out. They cite the Constitution as they destroy the Constitution. Nothing has changed from the time before she spoke to the time she spoke to the time after she spoke, except another pseudo-event and the unreality that they create to try and humiliate the president, (coughs) excuse me, to try and dispirit you and to drag down his poll numbers and defeat him. Moreover, even if this had been a formal impeachment inquiry of the traditional kind, there's never been such an event at a time like this, less than 14 months before an election. So the people can decide on the future of the President of the United States. Not a rogue, radical Democrat-controlled House of Representatives. So the people can decide. And they can make all the arguments they want to the greatest jury there is, the American citizen. That's how you know what they're doing is completely bogus. This is a campaign effort. This is a PR effort. And it must be taken very, very seriously. It must be fought every step of the way. Every step of the way. They try to turn a Joe Biden obstruction of justice in Ukraine and blackmail effort into a Donald Trump scandal. It's all so obvious, isn't it? Then you have never Trumpers on TV. You know, even if the president said seven, eight, nine times, like the Wall Street Journal said, that he pressed the Ukrainian president to investigate Biden, you know, that's bad enough. That's impeachable in and of itself. Why? Well, he's trying to influence an election. Excuse me. It's Joe Biden who obstructed Ukrainian justice and blackmailed that government to fire the prosecutor, not only to protect his son from a criminal investigation, but in order to protect himself, to sweep this under the rug in hopes that it wouldn't affect him should he announce for president of the United States, which he's done. He's the one who interfered with the election. And as John Solomon has reported at some length in a piece yesterday in the Hill newspaper, the Obama administration worked with the Ukrainian government to interfere in our election. The Ukrainian government, corrupt, released information to their press, gobbled up, that were lies about Manafort, resulting in Manafort being removed as the campaign chairman. There's been no investigation of that. 
And of course there won't be, because the Democrats aren't going to do it. And the Republicans at the Senate are smoking dope or something. They're just walking in circles backwards. 2 p.m. today, the president announced he's going to release the transcript of the phone conversation unredacted. 5 p.m., Nancy Pelosi announces, declares, proclaims, I'm changing this to a formal impeachment inquiry. No votes, nothing. No input from the full house, nothing. I mean, the full house votes on the name of a post office. This is why I said the other day, Nancy Pelosi is the closest thing to a fascist that we have. It upset her favorite websites like Mediaite and Media Matters because they're frauds, they're phonies, that's what they are. They're political. But she is. No vote by the full house. She bypasses the process. Now we're also told what's crucial is the whistleblower complaint. What did I say on Hannity last night? There is no whistleblower. Stop calling him a whistleblower. Stop calling this a whistleblower complaint. This is an individual who has either told something or heard something from somebody else. And as I posted on my social sites, it has been repeated by the parrots out there in radio and TV land. We lawyers call that hearsay. Hearsay is not admissible in most cases in a court of law. Should it be admissible in a phony formal impeachment inquiry? Who cares what the guy says in his complaint? He wasn't there. He wasn't present for the phone conversation. And then, of course, there's the little issue of separation of powers. Nancy Pelosi says she's concerned about the Constitution. No, she's not. How many presidents have turned over transcripts of phone conversations with heads of states since the invention of the phone and the recording device? None that I'm aware of. None that I'm aware of. This is a very serious matter. A president must be able to have a conversation with another head of state. Or they're not going to be able to get anything done, which is exactly why the Democrats are doing what they're doing. That's exactly why they've demanded to get testimony from the president's former White House counsel, McGahn, Knowing full well they'll cripple this president, he has to be able to talk to his own White House counsel. Just as Democrats have to be able to talk to their own staff. No talk of Hunter Biden testifying. Isn't Hunter Biden more important than a hearsay witness who is said to be a, a whistleblower? Isn't Chris Hines, the stepson of John Kerry, involved in various investments overseas as well? Isn't he a more important witness to put under oath to testify in front of the American people than some phony whistleblower? Of course. Do not expect honesty from most of the media. I wrote an entire book on it on freedom of the press. I hope you've, you've digested it by now. I told you it would become very, very important and very handy under these circumstances. Now, I keep hearing on television that Impeachment is a political matter. This frustrates me to no end. We hear this from lawyers, former defense counsel, former prosecutor. It's a political process, ladies and gentlemen. That's all it is. And then they quote Gerald Ford, who said, and I paraphrase, impeachment is whatever the House of Representatives says it is. No, it isn't. 
That's not right at all. And I'll explain that to you when we return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. A series of choices guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Now, we're hearing people on television say, and I want all you reporters out there and so-called experts to listen very carefully. You're doing a grave disservice to this nation. That impeachment is purely a political process. That is false. Or the framers of the Constitution wouldn't have spent so much time on the language. The Constitution doesn't say impeachment is a political decision. The president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office for whatever the House of Representatives says. It doesn't say that. On impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. And the House doesn't get to make the decision on whether they are removed. There's a trial in the Senate. And a conviction of a supermajority. And that trial is overseen by the Chief Justice of the United States. Does that sound like it's purely a political process? The framers placed particular grounds of impeachment in the Constitution because they wanted to prevent impeachment from becoming a politicized offense. And yet I'm hearing the opposite right now. It was a politicized offense in England with the parliament. The framers said, no, we don't want that. Now, in Federalist 65, Alexander Hamilton was concerned, and he did warn that impeachment proceedings could become political. In interest of one party or the other, against the interests of the nation. But he said he believed that the Senate, elected by the state legislatures at the time, and we know they destroyed that, would have the requisite independence needed to try impeachments. And then they put in the mandate of a supermajority requirement to mitigate against the House of Representatives which might in fact act purely on political impulses as only a majority is required to actually impeach. Nancy Pelosi has completely undermined this process. 
It's a continuing breach and betrayal of our constitutional system. She is handed the power to undertake an impeachment inquiry. She has removed it from the full body of the House of Representatives and handed it to six of her closest allies and colleagues who are chairman of six House Democrat controlled committees. All of which will work through Gerald Nadler and the radicalized House Judiciary Committee. She has abandoned, abandoned the process altogether, for which she will not be denounced except here by me behind this microphone. There was a great debate at the Constitutional Convention over impeachment. The longest debate was over this presidency, what it should look like, whether it should be shared with other officers, and so forth and so on. The second longest debate was over this issue of impeachment. George Mason recommended that impeachment should include maladministration. And it was originally supported by a majority of the delegates at the Constitutional Convention. But James Madison said no. Maladministration? That could mean anything. And then the President of the United States is not the President of the people. He doesn't serve at the pleasure of the people. He serves at the pleasure of the House of Representatives. And he said we can't have that. That's why it's so important to understand impeachment. It's so important to understand the process. It's so important to understand the inquiry process. It's so important to reject when people go on television and radio and say, well, you know, it's a political process. It's not supposed to be a purely political process. But that's what it's become under Nancy Pelosi, the media, and the Democrats. And that's why this is such a huge problem. A huge problem. No president, not one, has been removed by the United States Senate. No president has been removed. This president will not be removed. We are less than 14 months away from a general election. The Democrats and the media and the fascistic Nancy Pelosi are undermining our Constitution, our electoral process. They seek to remove a president right before a general election. Think about that. I'll be right back. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, 
mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Primus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S, dot Hillsdale, dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. Mark Levin, making conservatism great again. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. You know, folks, as a side note, Part of my problem with with reporters interviewing people like Rouhani, the mass-murdering dictator of Iran, and Erwan, the mass-murdering dictator of Turkey, is these reporters make them look human. Sitting down one-on-one, they treat them with far more respect, most of them, than they treat Donald Trump. They're very careful. But it's very strange. Would they interview Himmler? Hitler and Stalin the same way? Well, that's true. Walter Durrani was a Stalin buddy. New York Times reporter. That's true. Let's get back to business here. Now, Nancy Pelosi earlier today was at the Atlantic Festival, whatever the hell that is. And she was asked a very pertinent question because the president already announced he's going he's gonna to issue the transcript. Cut one, go. A little bit of a what you might call now a breaking tweet from the president um, who says that um, tomorrow they will release a transcript of the Zelensky call. So my question to you is, if you see that transcript and it is more benign than we've been led to believe, will you do you think that your caucus might stand down a little bit? No. Or do you think that the caucus is at a boil right now? I mean, you're going to find out. No, in the it's next not about hours. that. This is about the Constitution of the United States. And we have many other other, shall we say, uh, candidates for impeachable offense in terms of the Constitution. But this one is the most understandable by the public. You see, it's all politics. This is the one most understandable by the public, and we've got to convince the public. Usually it's the other way around. The public is convincing its representatives. This is exactly why she won't have a vote on the full House floor, and this is why they're trying to build as much opposition to Trump as possible, including among Republicans. You can see the Republicans on Capitol Hill are starting to uh, to fold. Not even vigorously support their leader. They're starting to fold. That's what they do. The Democrats never. I've also heard there's comparisons to 1998 and Bill Clinton. Now, ladies and gentlemen... Bill Clinton lied under oath, he lied to a grand jury, and he lied in front of a federal judge. He perjured himself, he suborned perjury, and he obstructed justice. The judge in the case, Susan Weber Wright, district court in uh, Arkansas, after the impeachment trial, after... She held Bill Clinton in civil contempt. She offered him an opportunity to defend himself, and he wouldn't. And he couldn't. That's why he wouldn't. He was then disbarred by the Arkansas Supreme Court and the U.S. Supreme Court. I believe he resigned from there before they could disbar him. 
in the uh, independent counsel's report, they accused him of criminal violations. That's not the case at all with the Mueller report, where they're ruminating over obstruction, but they can't bring themselves to accuse him, and where the Department of Justice independently concluded, including civil servants there of the highest order, that he didn't obstruct justice. So there's no comparison whatsoever. None. None. But people want there to be a comparison. So Nancy Pelosi said today that, look, it doesn't matter what's in the transcript. They demand the transcript. And if the transcript proves to be helpful to the president, they reject the transcript, just like the Mueller report. We must have all the Mueller report. They get almost all the Mueller report, 98% of it. It's not good enough. Now we need the original grand jury information. Now we need his tax returns. Now we need his bank records. Now we need this. We need that. Same here. There's no reason for them to stand down because they haven't stood up yet. They keep calling this a formal impeachment inquiry today. It's not a formal impeachment inquiry. Just because a fascistic Speaker of the House tries to get around the process while she says she's defending the process. Now let's go to cut two today at the Atlantic Festival with clapping seals in the audience. Cut two, go. In terms of the Nixon analogy, um, the, the president is making lawlessness a virtue. Now, the president's making lawlessness a virtue. Tell me, ladies and gentlemen, where has the president been lawless? Where is he found to be lawless? Where? Anywhere. Where has that been adjudicated? He challenges these subpoenas. He goes to federal court just like any other citizen would or any other public official would. He abides by their rulings or he appeals their rulings. Where has he been lawless? Where has he said, you know what, Supreme Court? Screw off. I'll do whatever I want. Where has he done that? Nowhere. Just because he doesn't bow down and bend over backwards to these House committee chairmen and their scores of subpoenas doesn't mean he's lawless. He hasn't been lawless at all. And he hasn't been found lawless by anybody. Any space body. B-O-D-Y. None. She calls him lawless. Nadler accuses him of criminal activity. The Democrats go on and on. Partisan left-wing radical hacks. But there's been no adjudication of any kind that he's been lawless in any respect. Just allegations from politicians and frauds in the media. That's it. Nothing else. Now Pelosi today had trouble speaking, but she always does. On Capitol Hill today. It's not enough to get the transcript. And it's not enough if the transcript's not a problem. Now we want the full whistleblower complaint. But he's not technically a whistleblower. He or she didn't hear or see anything. They were told something that it was hearsay. It's a hearsay witness. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Cut 18. Go. Last Tuesday, we observed the anniversary of the adoption of the Constitution. Tell me, Nancy, how did you observe the 
anniversary of the adoption of the Constitution. Does anybody know how Nancy observed the anniversary of the adoption of the Constitution? What did she do? She didn't do anything. Tell me, all those Democrats going on and on about the white privilege and the slave owners and 1619, the founding of America and slavery and all. Tell me, how did they celebrate the anniversary of the adoption of the Constitution on September 17th? Not a damn one of them did. Go ahead. September 17th. Sadly, on that day, the intelligence community, Inspector General, formerly... On that day, dentures like a what's-his-face, Biden. I'm not against them, but, you know, glue them in good and tight before you're going to make an ass out of yourself. Go ahead. ...by the Congress that the administration was forbidding him from turning over a whistleblower complaint. Now, why is that? She'll say he broke the law. No, he didn't. They didn't break the law. This statute doesn't necessarily apply to a hearsay witness, but it doesn't matter. There are legitimate reasons for the executive branch to make decisions about whether or not something's turned over, including trying to protect the president's ability to have conversations with other heads of state, where an individual who wasn't even listening at those discussions, but was told or heard something, writes something in a complaint. There are legitimate constitutional reasons to protect that. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, there are too many stupid people in our country to understand this. There are evil devilish individuals in the media who know there are too many stupid people to understand this. And then there's people like Nancy Pelosi. One day cites the Constitution, the next day trashes the Constitution. Go ahead. Constitution Day. This is a violation of law. Shortly thereafter, press reports... Ah, shut up, you idiot. She goes on, Trump's undermined national security... When she went to Syria to meet that bloodthirsty mass murder in 2007, specifically against the wishes of the President of the United States, George W. Bush, she wasn't undermining national security, was she, ladies and gentlemen? Whoever leaked this in the first place four or five days ago from the House Intelligence Committee, they're not undermining national security either, are they, ladies and gentlemen? Unmasking American citizens, as the prior administration did, at a record number, she doesn't want to know butkus about that. That didn't undermine national security. And spending every waking and sleeping hour 24-7 since Donald Trump was elected president of the United States, scheming and plotting his demise. Now that doesn't undermine national security either, does it, ladies and gentlemen? Cut 20, go. Our public endures because of the wisdom of our Constitution, enshrined in three co-equal branches of government, serving as checks and balances on each other. Wow, somebody wrote that for her, and she can barely read it. Go ahead. The actions taken to date by the President have seriously violated the Constitution. No, they haven't. Who says you? Who says you? They haven't violated anything. Nobody has held that the president has violated the Constitution. Nobody. He hasn't violated a damn thing. He's trying to do his job. And these people are trying to destroy him every step of the way, trying to block his agenda every step of the way, lying about what he's doing, trying to destroy his family, his businesses, trying to humiliate him. 
They know exactly what they're doing. We have a fifth column in this country, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. Especially when the president says, Article 2 says I can do whatever I want. Oh, did he say that? Do you have any context for that, Nancy? Of course she does, but she pulls it out. Cherry picks. Go ahead. For the past several months, we have been investigating in our committees and litigating in the courts. Yes. So the House can get all the relevant facts and consider whether to exercise its full article. That's not why you're doing it. You're doing to try and destroy a duly elected president. You cannot believe Donald Trump's president. You cannot believe the American people voted in president. That's why you now attack the Electoral College. That's why you try to abuse the emoluments provision clause in the Constitution. That's why you'll do anything possible. Anything possible. To try and destroy this administration. And you're harming the country. And you don't give a damn. Go ahead. Including a constitutional power of the utmost gravity approval of articles of impeachment. And this week, the president has admitted to asking the president of Ukraine to take actions which would benefit him politically. No, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, this whole thing that she's going through, this whole sham spectacle, is intended to benefit the Democrat Party. They're not following the Constitution. This is a purely political act on their part, and, the, and it's defended as such on TV and on radio. But it's not supposed to be a purely political act. This House is out of control. This Speaker is out of control, and yet she doesn't have the votes on the floor of the House, or at least doesn't want some of her members to lose their seats in the general election by voting for a formal impeachment inquiry. So she has skirted the process. Here's the sickening irony. She has skirted the impeachment inquiry process while she's accusing the president of violating the Constitution, and there's not one scintilla of evidence that he's ever violated the Constitution. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth. They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College.
quite clever. Not really. I think they are. So if the transcript, which is released tomorrow, shows no problem, doesn't matter. It shows a problem, then they'll push impeachment again. But if it doesn't show a problem, then we go to the whistleblower, because they know the whistleblower will attack Trump, because apparently the whistleblower already has. Even though the person's not really a whistleblower, they're a hearsay witness. No matter. The Democrats clung on to, you know, Stormy Daniels, Avenatti, whatever they got, whatever they can. That's what they'll do. You were told time and time again by the legal experts, by the politicians, by the media types, that President Trump's real downfall would be the campaign finance law violations, quote-unquote. Remember with the non-disclosure agreements. We one judicial analyst with an extraordinarily big mouth who goes on about secret or sealed indictments. He's still out there mouthing off. There's no such thing. In fact, that whole area of inquiry has now been closed. Closed. But the president keeps breaking the law, don't you know? If the president keeps breaking the law, why is it so hard to catch him? What law exactly has he broken? Which law in the United States Code has the president broken? None. Which constitutional provision of the Constitution has he violated? None. Well, Mark, he moved funds around for the wall. Presidents have been doing that a long time. The statutes allow it. We even have a court ruling that says it's fine. We have a court ruling that upheld his immigration policy. President litigates and defends just like other public officials and individuals do. But they're trying to create this impression. It's all about politics. It's all about the election. So Nancy Pelosi, like a fascistic dictator, declares today that there is a formal impeachment inquiry. And the media run with it. She doesn't get to declare that there's a formal impeachment inquiry. Neither do the six bozos that had these These committees. And by the way, the reason is this. And I've talked about this before. Every one of these six committee chairmen and Pelosi come from the bluest of blue cities. They are not representative of the entire country. They simply are not. Elijah Cummings, Baltimore. Adam Schiff, Los Angeles. Nadler, Manhattan. The country's bigger than these areas. You got another one. Maxine Waters, L.A. Engel. New York City. Wow. What a geographic diversity that is. More when I return. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, I want to tell you a few stories since we're talking about impeachable offenses. 
Just a few stories that I think will interest you. I'll tell you a story about Alexander Hamilton. This is all in Unfreedom of the Press, and I'm not reading this to you to suggest you purchase the book, although I would think that it was wise by now, but you don't need to. I'm going to read this to you. Think about impeachment. Lance Banning, the late Lance Banning, was a historian Pulitzer Prize winner. And writing about Alexander Hamilton, he pointed out, near the end of March 1793, news arrived that the revolutionary French Republic had declared war on Great Britain. President Washington was determined to maintain the strictest neutrality. Locked in a struggle for survival, both France and Britain interfered with American neutral trade. Moreover, few Americans could be impartial about the war. The two political parties at the time were involved in a struggle between liberty and order at home, and both saw a similar struggle in the conflict abroad. Republicans, that would be the Jeffersonians, were certain that domestic conspirators desired a connection with Great Britain in order to advance their plot and to bring the United States into the war against liberty in Europe. Similarly, Federalists, that would be the Hamiltonians, suspected a connection between the Republicans and the French, which might involve America in the war and bring about a second and more violent revolution in America. French and British factions in America and political division assumed a ferocity seldom equaled. Washington found it impossible to maintain the national harmony he desired and increasingly difficult to stay above the fray. Each political party became more and more convinced that its opponents were unduly influenced by affection for a foreign power, if not for foreign money. Accusations of foreign bribery have never been substantiated, at least as to the high executive officers, And although historians would later turn up evidence of questionable conduct on the part of Jefferson and more especially Hamilton, none of the evidence was known in the 1790s. Hamilton was more or less constantly involved in confidential, even clandestine communications with British agents or ministers from 1789. This is when he was Treasury Secretary under Washington. So he was going behind Washington's back and working with the British. And he would provide them with confidential American information. Information also about Washington's views. Jefferson came to suspect that Hamilton was secretly sabotaging his negotiations, he was Secretary of State, with foreign powers, particularly Britain. And this contributed to the frustrations that led him to resign his post at the end of 1793. Most historians have found Hamilton's actions improper, perhaps even damaging to the country's foreign relations. What else? There's been much interference in campaigns. There's also been much interference in foreign policy. Let me tell you a little story about a fascistic speaker known as Nancy Pelosi. There are numerous other occasions, as I write, in which elected Democrats sought to undermine Republican presidents and their foreign policy. 
by colluding with foreign governments. For example, Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who had been among the leading voices promoting the Russia collusion narrative, was herself openly defiant of President George W. Bush's efforts to isolate serious genocidal dictator Bashar al-Assad. And she led other congressional members, known as the Gang of Eight, on an unauthorized diplomatic mission to Syria. In April 2007, the Associated Press reported U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi met Syrian President Bashar al-Assad on Wednesday for talks criticized by the White House as undermining American efforts to isolate the hardline Arab country. Pelosi and accompanying members of Congress began their day by holding separate talks with Foreign Minister Valid al-Molam and Vice President Farouk al-Sharah, and then met with Assad himself, who hosted them for lunch after their talks. Pelosi's visit to Syria was the latest challenge to the White House by congressional Democrats, who are taking a, mass, a more assertive role in influencing policy in the Middle East in the Iraq War, was the news story back then. And of course, that regime was a brutal regime. And before her, there was another Democratic House Speaker by the name of Jim Wright, who subverted another Republican president's foreign policy, Reagan's. And Reagan personally, personally admonished House Speaker Jim Wright, who went to Nicaragua, talked with Nicaraguan leaders, undermining the president's foreign policy. But Wright said he really didn't care. He was unapologetic and said that he will assert his right as the speaker to do as he wished. Some historical context for the outrageous propaganda that's being spewed on television tonight. How about abuse of power? Nancy Pelosi with her dentures almost falling out of her mouth a la Joe Biden. They tell you Trump is among the worst we've ever seen. This is what they tell you. They go on and on and on about this. And yet... They don't provide any context. Trump is actually one of the most law-abiding presidents we've ever had, ladies and gentlemen. It's true. I've told you these various stories. But it's worth repeating tonight because you won't hear him anywhere else. David Burnham, formerly the New York Times, he was an investigative reporter. He wrote a wonderful book, A Law Unto Itself, in 1989. In that book... He provides chapter and verse about how Franklin Roosevelt used the Internal Revenue Service and the Federal Bureau of Investigation against his political opponents. Even had them thrown into prison. Tried to destroy the, the prior Secretary of the Treasury, Andrew Mellon, who served under Coolidge, among others. Had one IRS audit after another against the man. And yet, Mellon won every challenge. But he had to fight it for years and years and years. And the fact is that there were individuals in the Internal Revenue Service who reported directly to the president and to his wife, Eleanor Roosevelt. They unleashed the IRS against media operations that they opposed. Media operations. Including Annenberg's Philadelphia Inquirer, which at the time was Pro-Republican. Of course, today it's pro-communist. It was amazing how he used the IRS against William Randolph Hearst, 
against Frank Gannett of the Gannett newspapers? No problem. He also, through a committee of Congress, Hugo Black was the chairman of the committee, later appointed him as his first Supreme Court justice. He's also a Klansman. FDR colluding with this particular committee of Congress in the Senate. Uh, Their staffers went through millions of Western Union telegraph messages from various citizens, but including various press operations. I bet you didn't know any of this. If you read the book, you'd know all about it. And Roosevelt would intervene in FBI investigations to, pro- to protect his bosses. Frank Haig was an undisputed boss of Jersey City, a big Roosevelt supporter. He's also corrupt. FDR called the FBI and told him to back off, so they did. Lyndon Johnson became an IRS target for failing to properly report income from his campaign. Six IRS agents were winding up their 18-month investigation at Johnson. Roosevelt stepped in and chased them off. The Kennedy administration, notorious for misusing the IRS and FBI against the media and against their opponents. Ben Bradley, then of Newsweek, later the Washington Post, knew all about it. In fact, he has provided some FBI files (coughs) against wealthy Republicans who Kennedy opposed, as well as conservative groups. There's so much more. So much more. How Lyndon Johnson surveilled Barry Goldwater's campaign using the FBI and J. Edgar Hoover. How Lyndon Johnson surveilled Martin Luther King. Before him, John Kennedy did the same thing with Robert Kennedy as Attorney General. How Lyndon Johnson surveilled Hubert Humphrey as Vice President when he was running for President to find out what he was saying about the Vietnam War. And again, how he used the IRS. Look at how Obama used the IRS against the Tea Party, but we pretend he had no knowledge of it. Just benefited him, but of course he had no knowledge of it. Look at how Obama used the FBI to put spies in the Trump campaign, but of course he knew nothing about that. Look at how Obama unmasked American citizens, and in the case of uh, Mike Flynn, leaked information, a felony, to the media. But of course Obama didn't know anything about that either. Like how the FISA court was lied to, abused by the Obama administration. But Obama didn't know anything about that either. And of course, Obama didn't know anything when the FBI went after James Rosen at Fox or went after James Risen at the New York Times or went after the Associated Press and 20 reporters and surveilled them. Obama didn't know anything. How dare anybody talk about impeaching any of these men? Any of them. Instead, we talk about Nixon. We're told that Donald Trump is the most lawless man we've ever seen. You just got seven or eight minutes of very, very truncated history. Donald Trump hasn't done any of these things. None of them. He's done nothing to justify these multiple criminal investigations. He's done nothing to justify these multiple congressional investigations, these hundreds of subpoenas, he's done nothing to justify the hate and vile and poison that we have to read and listen to every single day about him, his family, his businesses, his staff, 
Nothing. He's done nothing to warrant any of this. And then they wrap themselves in the Constitution. The very people who hate the Constitution, who hate the founders, who hate the framers, they tell us, follow the Constitution. And where are the Republicans? I heard Kevin McCarthy today. I've never heard a weaker statement from a Republican leader in the House of my life. Where are the other Republicans in the Senate? Where are they? They're nowhere. This is why the left wins and we lose. But they're not counting on you and me. We're not going anywhere. We will not have our vote canceled. We will not be disenfranchised. We will not allow a radical, small cabal, relatively so, in the House of Representatives, violating their own impeachment process rules. We will not allow them to overturn a legitimate constitutional election of a president of the United States. We will not allow them to criminalize politics. We will not allow them to abuse the impeachment clause. They have awakened a sleeping giant, to quote Yamamoto. And that sleeping giant is us. You have to come through us, Nancy Pelosi, Ayach, Talib, Omar, and the other bigots and anti-Semites. You have to come through us to get our president. And that just ain't happening. I've got three words for her and them. Three words. Go to hell. I'll be right back. Lovin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Comments I make here don't seem to find their way on some of the major uh, websites that carry uh, a lot of links to a lot of anti-Trump statements by miscreants, malcontents, and reprobates that are very negative about the president. I just spent the first hour of this program laying out the issues related to impeachment, the Constitution, and so forth and so on. You will not find this link on my buddy Matt's, Matt Drudge's uh, website. And he's a good friend. But you will find it on Right Scoop, my buddy Brian there, and hopefully on some of the other sites, our friends at Breitbart and so forth. We've got to get the message out, too. It's not all a one-way street. What the media say are not the facts. What people say about impeachment, they don't even understand impeachment. There's no historical context, nothing. 
Also, if you'll download a podcast app, you can listen to this program and you can play it for anybody else. You go to marklevinshow.com, click on Audio Rewind, middle top of the homepage. You click that and you're on the podcast page and then you pick one. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, whatever you want. It's simple. Even if you don't think you're very good at technology, it walks you through it step by step. There's three steps and that's it. We're going to need to do this now more than ever. Even some of the sites we used to consider reliable are not so reliable anymore. And I don't mean from a propagandistic perspective. I mean they kind of go all one way, the wrong way. What do we care? Nancy Pelosi declares this is a formal impeachment inquiry. Well, she can declare it's a kumquat. Doesn't matter to me. With her fascistic dictatorial uh, declarations and her six little uh, stooges, her committee chairman. Is this the old Soviet Union? She has her Politburo? Nancy Pelosi and her Politburo. Stalin and the gang of six. They've decided this is an official impeachment inquiry. Well, that's not how it works. We the people have a say through the House of Representatives. Then we have another say through the Senate. And yet there's an election coming up in less than 14 months. That's the way it's supposed to be handled when it's this close to a general election. She doesn't come under any criticism. Any clear examination of what's taking place here shows you what's going on. We live in this phony reality created by the left, surrounded by pseudo-events, and now these pseudo-events are promoted by various websites that have lost their moorings, their historic reason for being. Meanwhile, where's Hunter Biden today? Does anybody even know? Where is he? Where's Chris Hines today? John Kerry's stepson. Does anybody even know? This idiot Joe Biden puts out a statement today, makes a statement today, which I want you to hear. Here's a guy. Here's a guy who committed obstruction of justice in the Ukraine and blackmailed that government. We don't even need a pretend whistleblower. Came out of his own big mouth. Not a single Democrat in the House of Representatives. Not a single Democrat in the Senate. Not a single Democrat in the media is upset or concerned or has raised a point of concern. Nothing. Zero. I'll be right back. With the daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. 
Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. At 877-381-3811. And the liberal contact number is 877-381-3811. Don Jr. was already scheduled to be here at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time tonight, and he will be here at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time tonight on the Mark Levin Show. And, of course, I suspect he very much wants to comment on what's taking place today. You know, if his name was Hunter Biden instead of Don Jr., He wouldn't have had all the problems with Congress and the media that he's had in the last two and a half years. You know, ladies and gentlemen, only one week left for the summer inventory clearance sale from Chaminade. Right now, when you order Genesol jawline treatment, you'll get the classic Genesol for bags and puffiness free. That's right. Free today. Here's our friend Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama. Great town. Raving about the results she saw with Genesol. OMG. I love this product. I saw a difference almost immediately and would recommend to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline. All Genesel products are amazing. And she's right, of course. Time to stock up on the best skin care or try the luxury and effectiveness of the Genesel at the best prices of the year. Results guaranteed are 100% of your money back. No questions asked. And that's a key. Who does that? Results guaranteed are 100% of your money back, no questions asked. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, Genesel Immediate Effects is also free. Order now and their legendary collagen builder, also free. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. That's three free gifts with your order. Only one week left, so you got to order right now. 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. Or go to Genesel.com. Joe Biden, at his incoherent, illiterate best. He should be talking, of course, with a striped orange suit behind prison bars. Just as Hillary Clinton should have been. But notice how they escape scrutiny. This is a Joe Biden scandal. And look what's taking place. Cut three, go. When I announced I was running for president, I said I believed that the core values of this nation our very democracy uh, was at risk. Whoa, 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 whoa. The core values of this nation, our very democracy was at risk. Is that a sentence, Mr. Producer? Anyway, go ahead. And events in recent days have made that even clearer. Yes, you know, I can hear it now. All the wild calls from sea to shining sea. We need Joe Biden. Have you heard those? We need Joe Biden. Hey, you know, I just had to run for president you know democracy's at risk it is it is go ahead but i think to everyone we have a president who believes there's no limit to his power now why are you acting like a schmo he believes there's no limit to his power you must have him confused but barack millhouse benito obama the president has followed the rules followed the law and followed the constitution ladies and gentlemen This is really precious coming from Biden and the left. Just remember, this is the man who character assassinated the great Robert Bork. Just remember, this is the man who tried to stop Clarence Thomas and character assassinated him too. This puke. Go ahead. The president who believes he can do anything and get away with it. No, he doesn't. 
He doesn't believe that at all. He's a law-abiding citizen, a law-abiding president. That must be you and your son, Puker Biden. I mean, Hunter Biden. We haven't even gotten into China yet. Folks, you've got to listen to Life, Liberty, and Levin Saturday night. Excuse me. I know when it is. Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, with the great Peter Schweitzer. We'll get into all this. Go ahead. ...who believes he's above the law, pursuing the leader of another nation to investigate a political opponent. No, 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 no. You pursued the leader of another nation to prevent him from investigating your son in order to protect your election chances as president of the United States because you knew you were going to run. You're the one who interfered with the election. None of this would be going on but for you, dummy. Go ahead. This election is not the conduct of an American president. The allegations that blocked hundreds of millions of dollars, he blocked hundreds of millions of dollars in congressionally approved aid to another country, and it's an allegation, uh, unless he agreed to uh, smear a political... That, that is a lie. You have no evidence for that whatsoever. None. Zero. But then again, I'm dealing with lunch bucket schmo. I can't even listen to this. I'm not going to listen to this. Somebody wrote a speech for him. They thought this was clever for him to go on the offensive. These damn Senate Republicans better wake the hell up already. They need to hold hearings. They need to issue subpoenas. Where's this fool Richard Burr from North Carolina? Well, Mike, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, We have a bipartisan committee here. We're bipartisan. With my man Mark Warner over here. Got Mark Warner over here. Mark Warner. Hey, I'm Mark Warner. He, 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 he. Guy, one eye shuts, the next eye shuts, like a snake. Mark Warner here. So that's a bipartisan committee, meaning it does nothing. Now we got Brad Sherman, a freak from California, has been demanding the president's impeachment since uh, 1912. Mesa Hirano, who's amazingly horrendous, as we all well know. John Lewis went to the Senate uh, House floor and uh, gave a speech that was unworthy of the uh, event, but everybody stops because it's John Lewis. And of course, Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper is a conspiracy theorist. Fake tapped out Jake Tapper. Listen to this. Go ahead. This afternoon, President Trump announced by tweet that he will release the, quote, complete, fully declassified and unredacted transcript, unquote, of that phone call with the Ukrainian president tomorrow. Two important caveats on that. One, this is a White House that has falsified information before from showing a... Listen listen to this, jackass. Listen to this guy. It's a news reporter who used to work for a Democrat member of the House, who used to work for Handgun Control, Inc. Listen to her. I mean him. Whatever. We're allowed to use pronouns. I don't remember. This is a White House. And remember, it has uh, falsified information in the past. Hasn't even seen it yet. But remember, this is an, it's why he has no ratings. None. Zero. Guy gets millions of dollars a year. I think he earns like $50,000 a viewer. And what's the other caveat, Jake? Go ahead. Doctored hurricane map to promoting a video that an outside There you go. All- there you go. So whatever you get from Trump, don't believe it. Believe Jake instead. 
Remember, this is a White House that doctored a hurricane map, and also, uh, remember, this is a White House that, uh, tell me, Jake, is this a White House where the President of the United States lied about his connections to Reverend Wright? Lied about his connections to Farrakhan? Is he that? No. Is this a president in his youth who was a pothead and a coke user? No, no, no. That'd be Obama. Ooh. Hey, 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 cut it out. Ken Starr on Fox, we'll ignore Jake Tapper, like his uh, three viewers. He was on Fox News today, and he had something very intelligent to say, and of course you're not allowed to say that. Cut nine, go. Would you put out the transcript or not, sir? Oh, good morning, Bill. Uh, not at this time. I don't think there should be a rush. Uh, there are dangers. Uh, the precedent of a president, any president, uh, making public transcripts of confidential conversations by their very nature. A conversation with a foreign leader is uh, whatever the subject is. It, it's sensitive. It goes to the relationship. No, no, no. Ken, you don't understand. He's a former federal appellate court judge. And, of course, no, we can't. There's no time for sober thought, Ken. None. The mob is ruling. The mob demands its information. Then he gets the information and it demands it. Hear from a whistleblower is not a whistleblower. You see. It's like the French Revolution off with their heads. That's all. That's all. Why, why bother? There's, there's Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper over there. Just remember, uh, the hurricane and uh, Jake. You're such a jackass. I, I, I don't know what other word to use. I know I can use that on radio. I think that's one word, isn't it, Mr. Producer? But it, either way, it works for him. Jack, ass, or just jackass. And by the way, lady, it's not a cuss word. It's what we call donkeys in Philadelphia. I might even say some Democrats, we call them that. Anyway, what do you think of Jay Tamper's point there? You can't trust what you get anyway. So there's a conspiracy nut, right? But he'll never be called a conspiracy nut. Never be called a conspiracy nut. I wonder if he's going to have Hunter Biden on his program. And maybe they can talk to Hunter Biden about, you know, all the stuff he did uh, with China and uh, the stuff he did with the Ukraine. Right, Jake? Or maybe Joe Biden. Maybe they'll ask him a tough question, you know, other than, uh, hey, that was a good speech, wasn't it? Of course it was. I gave it. Maybe they'll ask him a real question like, the hell were you doing calling the Ukraine to interfere with an investigation. What were you doing? Richard, Honolulu, Hawaii, on the Mark Levin app. Go! Hello, Mr. Levin. I, I've been uh, listening to your uh, podcast uh, religiously for the last five years. And, uh, thank you. Thank God for you, man. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I, I'm, uh, I've been listening to your live broadcast for the first time, and uh, it's been very, uh, very informative as usual. And uh, God bless you, man. Well, thank you, buddy. You don't hear many of us callers coming from Honolulu, uh, Maisie Hirono's area, because uh, there's not a lot of us. But uh, they're 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 definitely uh, more than we uh, more than we uh, more than you think out there. And uh, you know, we're, we're all supporting you, and we're supporting the president and uh, all the jobs he's creating. And you know, this this whole thing, uh, like you said, 14 months, we got to fight like hell to. Uh, 
to keep this president back in, uh, get him back in the office and let him, let him finish his work. Well, we have our battle. And uh, just remember, the Democrats are, the Democrat Party is a very stupid party. It's a very radical party. In many respects, it's a very un-American party, from slavery to segregation, Jim Crow, uh, to its anti-Semitism, to its anti-constitutionalism, to its anti-Americanism. And so there are weaknesses. The question is whether there are more of us who love this country than there are people who don't. And how about these women in the suburbs they keep talking about? You know, the president's losing those women in the suburbs there. They don't like his tweets. No, the tweets have them very, very upset. So they're prepared to vote for a Democrat who will destroy the country, as long as they don't tweet bad stuff. Now, it says here that your father served at I- on Iwo Jima. Is that correct? That's correct. He uh, charged the beach at 17 years old. Um, he got shot uh, immediately and then uh, claimed to uh, visit the afterlife, which uh, caused him to bring us up all uh, fearing God. Is he still with us? No, no sir. He, he died at 83 in uh, 2010. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that. My grandfather fought on Iwo Jima, my mother's father, and he enlisted when he was 34. So they were both in the same place. One was 17 yeah. and one was 34. Isn't that amazing? It's very amazing. And uh, he would be very proud of you, and he would be very proud of President Trump if he was alive today. I know it. Yeah, just putting people back to work, that was his motto. Hardworking American. He was mm-hmm. a plumber pipe fitter by trade after they uh, rehabilitated him. Mm-hmm. Well, wonderful. Wonderful. I want to thank you, Richard, and God bless you and your family. And I shall return. Mark Lovin. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day. Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. A lot of snarky fools on TV. All the damn cable channels, frankly. Congratulations to the RNC. I have to say this. What's the name of the lady who runs the thing? Nobody knows. R- McDaniel, right? She does a hell of a job. I gotta give her points. More than that little weasel. What was his name? Rince. Rince Priebus. Reince Priebus. And so the RNC is calling on Joe Biden to release his calls with the Ukraine and China while he was vice president. Let's see how many newsrooms, with emphasis on rooms, let's see how many newsrooms pick up on that. Shep. Right, Mr. Producer? 
Let's see how many newsrooms pick up on that. No, no, no. Just dismiss it. It's just the Republicans. Oh, I see. The vice president should release or call for the release. Call for the release of his phone calls. Transcripts of his phone calls with the Ukraine and China. I think that's a great idea. Now the media are going to all these hack Democrats running for it. What do you think about it? impeachment inquiry against the president. Well, I think it's long overdue. Hey, America, says Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke, a complete fraud. His whole name is a fraud. It's like the fraud who was a Native American, Elizabeth Warren. All frauds. I'm busy doing an online colonoscopy. I'm trying to attract special voters. I have a home colonoscopy kit. This is Beto, not me. You know, the Fed just met this week. Rates are extremely low. Hold on. (laughs) I'm laughing my own jokes. Hold on a second. All right. Get a hold of yourself. I mean, don't. But anyway, the Fed just met this week. Rates are extremely low, extremely low. It's time to make a move on a new home purchase, a refinance to a better rate. Now, I want to tell you a little secret before you get started. Choose the lender who's in it for you. My friends at American Financing, they're an honest, family-owned mortgage banker with salary-based mortgage consultants. So they put your needs first. They don't charge upfront fees. They're not going to force you into a loan program that doesn't make sense. They want to be they want to be in business with you. Instead, they customize a loan that achieves your financial goals. And it only takes 10 minutes to get started. American financing has been helping people just like you for over 20 years, buying homes, refinancing mortgages, even consolidating debt. Now, their customer service is the reason why they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, so it's worth seeing what they can do for you. Even if you recently bought a home, you might still qualify for a lower rate. So call American Financing now. I even love their name. They're open. Give them a call. 888-900-1828. That's 888-900-1828. Or go online to American Financing. Net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. That sounds like they had to hire Chris Matthews to do that. Impeachment. 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 All right. Let's see who else we have here. Let us go to Matthew, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Sirius Satellite, how are you? Hey, Mark. Nice to nice to talk to you for the first time. I just wanted to point out the ludicrousy of of taking a three-year-long Russian investigation and just sweeping that under the rug like it doesn't even exist. But then you have a one a story that's a week old from a whistleblower who doesn't have first knowledge of the of whatever information he's claiming he has, um, and that's all of a sudden an, impe- an impeachable event. Yeah, the Democrats are acting like Marxists in the middle of a revolution trying to fundamentally transform America. And, of course, they have our media. You know, you think Russia media is bad enough. We have our own Russia media. It's called CNN and MSNBC. Not a dime's worth of difference among them. Thank you for your call, my friend. You're right. 
Don't forget, Don Jr. will be on the program in 25 minutes. Donald Trump Jr. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811. I don't know, Mr. Producer. I hadn't thought of this earlier. You may want to rummage around for my statement the day after the election about what they would try to do to Trump. Folks, just keep something in mind when you can hear about Ukraine and Russia and this, that, and the rest. They want to remove this president. Because you elected him. They want to disenfranchise almost 63 million people. They do not believe in what they call democracy. They do not believe in what they call an election. They don't believe in the Electoral College. They don't believe in the Constitution. They want power all the time, forever. And they want it centralized. And they want to control your health care. And they want to control the citizenry. Who the citizenry is and is not. This is what they want to do. This is what this is about. This is a relentless attack on you. Joe Biden is up to his eyeballs in corruption. Here's a man who came to office poor. He served six terms in the Senate, 36 years, immediately followed by eight years as vice president. He's a multimillionaire. His family's filled with multimillionaires, his brother and his son, who have together a negative IQ of 17. They've used public office to enrich themselves. The Clintons use public office to enrich themselves. Al Gore used public office to enrich himself. The Obamas used public office to enrich themselves. Remember the stories by Peter Schweitzer about the Pelosi's, how they just managed to get on these initial public offerings or IPOs and make a whole lot of money. Remember that story ran 10 or 12 years ago? Here's Donald Trump, enormously wealthy, He didn't need government service. He didn't need the president. And they attack him under the emoluments clause. They can't even spell the emoluments clause. Rather than saying what they're accusing the president of, what haven't they accused the president of? What haven't they accused him of? Violating campaign laws. Violating the emoluments clause. Violating separation of powers. Violating the budget act. What else? Obstructing justice. What else? There's a long list of things. Refusing to comply with every subpoena issued by the House of Representatives. Like that's his job. Like he can't resist them. He can't go to court and fight them. Really quite shocking. I detest the Democrat Party for what they've done to this country historically, for the most part. I detest these Democrats. 
They have a high tolerance for their anti-Semites and their bigots. And they reject republicanism and constitutionalism. And this was obvious from day one. The day after the election, I got behind this microphone. I know there are backbenchers and has-beens who go around and say, You know, uh, when I said, forget about them. I can prove it to you. The day after the election. Here's what I said. Go. Let me tell you what the Democrats mean to do to you, Mr. Trump. They intend to sabotage you. They intend to sabotage you every step of the way and then blame you. They intend to look for every opportunity to criminalize the politics that swirls around you. And they're good at it, and they do it. And if necessary, they intend to try to impeach you. Trust me when I tell you this is their agenda. They are vicious. They are ideologues. They have a Soviet-style mentality. And it goes on and on and on. And a few days later, I repeated it. And of course, the backbenchers and has-beens repeated what I said. It's okay. Now, what happened today exactly? Nothing. Excuse me? Nothing. Nancy Pelosi goes up to a microphone like Eva Perone and announces, I am officially announcing that the House is conducting a formal impeachment inquiry. Uh, Hello, hello. You're one member from the San Francisco district. You don't get to do that. There needs to be a vote of the full house. There shall not be a vote of the full house. My six flunkies, I mean committee chairman, they will continue to gather information and then launder it through, I mean give it to Jerry Nadler. Whose district is quite diverse. He's got Stalinists. He's got Leninists. He's got Maoists. He's got Alinskyites. He's got all kinds of communists in that district. I mean citizens. Jerry knows how to handle it. Jerry. Now... I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm not comfortable with a radical left-wing kook Politburo controlling the House of Representatives, but they do. And their top think tank is led by Each and Talib and Omar. The three stooges of the apocalypse. Real freak show over there. This is not how impeachment is supposed to work, of course. It's supposed to get the full body politic, but they can't. Because the American people are looking at this going, what the hell's with these people? And then we have the brave ones, you know, the ones that won in Trump districts by lying through the teeth about how they're moderates, and yet they, they line up behind Nancy Pelosi, clicking their heels, you know, like Wizard the Oz. You know, this is very difficult for us. They're all leftists, by the way. They just pretend. It's very difficult for us, you know. I really didn't want to have to do this, but, you know, in the end, I got to defend the Constitution and the American people. <laughs> when's the last time they read the Constitution? When's the last time they gave a damn about the American people? 
And so, of course, they're not going to have a vote in the full House. Because then some of their Democrats have to make a decision, and Nancy Pelosi wants to be Speaker at all costs. And they got to protect Biden. Now, they don't care if Biden, in the end, you know, peels off and they get Liz Warren. May I call you Liz? I could call you other things, but Liz seems okay. Or maybe who else? Who else is lined up there? Is there a surprise candidate there? Or on the Republican side, maybe we'll get Bill Weld. You know, the president is guilty of treason. You know, it's punishable by death. That guy should get the hook. But instead, Joe Scarborough says to the other jerk sitting there, forget his name, a failed radio host, a one-term congressman, Walsh. What do you think about that? Well, you know what? It's like, what, are you out of your mind, pal? No. No. Now there's a third one sitting there. I can't even remember the guy from South Carolina. Look, I'm hiking in Appalachia. I'll see you in six years. He's uh, the governor, and he's having an affair with a woman, I think, in Brazil or wherever. He leaves his wife and his family. Sanford, yeah. And Sanford, uh, you know what, this, this, uh, Trump, he's very immoral. I'm going to run. Excuse me? Moron? May I say, with all due respect. And these guys are pushed out on TV. So Nancy Pelosi announces, like a good fascistic dictator, I'm announcing <laughs> a formal impeachment inquiry. Well, you, what is that? I mean... You haven't done a day, you haven't changed a thing. And if we get the transcript from the president, because the president already said you will, that doesn't matter. We need the whistleblower complaint. Well, there is no whistleblower. We now know he's a hearsay when we don't care. We're hoping for something good. Couldn't get it out of Mueller. Hopefully this guy will turn it up. I really hope the American people are exhausted from this. No one's above the law, says Liz Warren. So I guess she, uh, she's going to denounce Joe Biden, who obstructed justice in the Ukraine and blackmailed that government. We can't investigate Joe now, ladies and gentlemen. That would be interfering with the campaign. But a phony impeachment proceeding against the president of the United States, that, of course, is not interfering with the campaign. I'll be right back. Mark in. Donald Trump Jr., how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Yourself? Doing very, very well. Um, it must just be brutal to keep watching this spectacle play out day after day, week after week, year after year against your father and your family. Now we have Nancy Pelosi, like a dictator who announces, we're going to have a formal impeachment inquiry, and the same six committee chairmen who've been already investigating are going to investigate. That's not how a formal impeachment inquiry works. So they haven't done anything today except trash your father. What do you think about that? Well, they haven't done anything in the last two and a half years other than impeach my father. They haven't tried to do anything for America. They haven't tried to do anything for the constituents. All they've tried to do is resist. Unfortunately, why would you try to resist the results that my father has gotten for this country? And that's what's disgusting. I mean, you know, for me, I was the number two probably recipient uh, on their hit list of what they wanted to do and who they wanted to try to take down. So, yeah, I, I've been living this thing for three years now, and watching it is disgusting. I mean, now it's another 
you know, run down the rabbit hole from an anonymous whistleblower who, with an anonymous transcript that no one's actually read or seen, but this is enough to convict President Trump. Now, Joe Biden himself, Mark, saying these things on TV, talking about, you know, basically withholding U.S. dollars to push a prosecutor to stop investigating, you know, that's no problem. That's totally kosher. It's, uh, it's really disgusting. And I, I really hope the American people see through this nonsense. Um, and I believe they do. Can you imagine if you had done what Hunter and Biden had done and your dad did what Joe Biden had done? Do you think he'd be, he'd be in office for 30 seconds? It's, it's literally part of my stump speech. I go, imagine Donald Trump Jr. Forget $1.5 billion that Hunter Biden, as a journeyman investor, no one had ever heard of him. He'd never done anything. I know some of the greatest investors in America, guys with 30-year track records. They go to China for 20 years. They, they don't, can't even get the time of day. For investment. Hunter Biden shows over there on Air Force Two five days later, no track record, no experience, no nothing. He comes back with $1.5 billion. If Donald Trump Jr., Mark, came back with $1.5, not billion, but just $1.5, yeah. <laughs> it would be the end of the world. If Donald Trump Jr. had $50,000 a month from a foreign corrupt oil company, with no energy experience, no experience in the oil sector, no language experience. I mean, it is a Ukrainian company. They're not exactly doing business in English. I mean, imagine the outrage. Imagine the hysteria. It would actually solve the fake news problem, Mark, because their heads would explode. There'd be none of them left. <laughs> Don, Don Jr., let me ask you this. How many times did you have to testify to various committees or subcommittees of Congress? Well, I, I believe it was four different testimonies uh, over, you know, over approximately 30 hours. So, you and, know, you, and you had to have a lawyer and you had to prepare. How many times has Hunter Biden testified in front of any committee? Zero. I believe zero. And he also didn't spend millions in legal fees and didn't have a, you know, a business that we've had for years that had to spend millions just to be able to defend these baseless subpoenas and the nonsense that they keep throwing at us, you know, they don't talk about the fact that we voluntarily, voluntarily, because we didn't have to do it, but voluntarily, Mark, gave up our ability to do foreign deals that we've been doing. It was a big part of my business that I'd run within the company. Uh, we gave that up just to prevent even the notion of impropriety. But Hunter Biden, no problem. This is not an issue. We can travel and do business with China on Air Force Two while the president, you know, vice president shows up, and same with the Ukraine. Uh, the, the double standard is sickening. And so I'm actually glad that they've gone through this thing. That they would bring up an impeachment inquiry, start this process based on essentially innuendo at this point, since no one seems to have seen anything as of yet. You know, they've, they've gone all in, and they've just shown what I've been saying for two and a half years now, which is that the Democrats hate Trump much more than they love America. They would much rather see America fail. You see them cheering for the hope of a recession. Maybe the economy will collapse and millions of Americans will suffer just so we can get rid of Donald Trump. They don't talk about the successes. They don't talk about the fact that 6.2 million people are off of food stamps because of Donald Trump and his policies. They don't talk about 6 million new jobs created. They don't talk about a million new manufacturing jobs created. They don't talk about the fact that he's finally the guy willing to take on China, who's robbed us blind for decades you know, stealing our jobs, stealing our IP, really stealing our American dream. Some you know, it, into that nonsense, and they can't handle it. 
it is amazing to me. Joe Biden's out there on the campaign trail, and they don't question him. They will not question him. Where is Hunter Biden today? I don't even know where that guy is. They have all these reporters, thousands of reporters, who don't, who don't, even, who simply refuse to dig. I saw some reporter today. I forget what left wing media outlet was, and he said, you know, Hunter and Joe Biden had a had a rule that Hunter didn't discuss his business with Joe Biden. And I said, and you believe that? And then and then he says, and uh, even though there was in the newspapers, you know, Hunter Biden was working for this Ukrainian company. Uh, when the, at the time that uh, Biden made his call to uh, whomever in uh, in the Ukraine and told them, told them to fire the prosecutor, where well, you're not going to get a billion dollars in USAID, it's not clear that he Biden ma- read the newspapers. I'm going, Mark, what the hell is this? He magically guessed that that was going on, Mark. He obviously mm-hmm. magically guessed. You know, the reality is this. You know, Joe Biden can't remember who he was vice president for half the days. I mean, it's true. Know, Joe Biden wouldn't be in this race. If they didn't think for some reason he's going to be the guy to be able to take on Trump, the Democrats wouldn't even think about Joe Biden, right? He's been a failed presidential candidate since 1988, when I was about nine. Uh, this is, uh, it's disgusting. But again, I think the American people see through it. I think this will backfire on them, as the Russia hoax has. Their hatred, uh, their just utter disdain for Donald Trump and, and hardworking Americans is just really coming through. I mean, it's why I wrote a book. It's why I wrote Triggered, because I got to go through this crap for two and a half years. Look at the double standard. When you look at the media, when you look at the way they're covering these things. I mean, by the way, let's not even talk about the financial stuff that Hunter Biden was doing. What about the personal stuff? And I won't even talk about it because I'm not that guy. But imagine the personal things that I'm sure you and many of your listeners have read. Pretty freaky. Okay, about him. Imagine I did that. You think I'd get a pass? Nope. You know, with the stuff with the brother and the drugs and the this and the that. You, know, you would hear about it day in and day out for years. It, it doesn't by, 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 the, by the way, you have a book coming out next week, is it? Uh, November 5th. It's up for pre-sales, though, now. It's up on, uh, you know, the usual suspects, Amazon, uh, for pre-sales. It's called Triggered. And, uh, yeah, I discuss a lot of this stuff, although because the hatred continues, I sort of get to the Mueller report and some of that stuff, uh, but I don't get to go with the continued bias. Can, can, you, can you hold on a few more minutes? Can you hold on a few more minutes? Sure, I can. Because I have to take this break. We'll continue. We'll be right back with Don Jr. Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. You know, Don Jr., your father and I have this uh, great affection for each other. You aware of this? I, I am not. Oh, yeah, ask him. He is absolutely unbelievable, and I keep telling the American people, the more he's in office the more he is historic. He stands between us and them, the mob. And when we lose him, if we lose him, either, you know, in six years or so, we're going to regret it. I even say to my wife, we're going to really miss this man because he is really unique. I'm not just saying it because you're here. I say it all the time. Now, I want to ask you about some of these uh, candidates who are running. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren said today that the president should be impeached, should go to the Senate, where she can vote to remove him from office. 
Isn't this kind of uh, ass backwards? I mean, isn't this like a Stalinist thing? You know, we should impeach him. I want to vote. I want to remove it. And isn't that a little self-serving? You know, they talk about your dad doing things for our politics. They always do things for politics. Well, by the way, Mark, her entire life is based on a lie. True. I mean, Elizabeth Warren, you got tenure because she's Native American. You got professorships because she's this. Yeah, her entire life is based on a lie. And she's got the judgment of someone that's probably about three or four years old. I mean, imagine being in a scenario, Mark, and you do this, and you, you've got this stuff down pretty well, where you get a DNA test. You're, you're sort of forced to do it because you're trolled into it by Donald Trump. You get a DNA test, you get the results back, and it says 1, 1,024th. Imagine having the judgment to, to run to the American people and try to proclaim that was a win. I mean, do you want this person in charge of anything? I mean, I wouldn't let this person be in charge of a car lease. Uh, let alone uh, America and the economy. It's, it's mind-blowing. So, you know, the reality is none of these candidates, they're basically the Borg. It's like the leftist Borg. They share a common mind. They don't really know what's going on. A couple, you know, have done better, and a couple have just totally failed. I mean, Kamala Harris is someone I thought would have been a real threat. She's just, I mean, I, seems like uh, Andrew Yang may take over her role in the U.S. Senate if he wanted to in California. He's ahead of her in her own home state. So, you know, I think you're just seeing these people true colors. The reality is there's not much talent in the field. There's no experience in actually running anything. And that was the difference between Donald Trump and all of these candidates. He'd actually done this stuff in the real world. Not theory, but he's done it in practice. He'd had people, families, their livelihoods, their well-being dependent on his success. He's actually signed the front of a paycheck, not just the back. And uh, that's a big difference. And none of those other people can say the same thing. You know, before your dad, your dad got involved in politics, and then you got involved in politics because of your dad, did you ever think it would be anything like this? Listen, you know, I don't think we uh, were naive to what it was going to be like. I mean, I started involved because, you know, once they started to try to take out my family, I was like, okay, hey, I fight. That's what we do. We're Trumps. And I think that's been a good thing, frankly, for the Republican Party, because I would say this, you know, over the last 50 years, the Republican Party has taken sort of the turn-the-other-cheek approach, and I think because of that, we've ceded ground to the radical left year after year after year. And I think Donald Trump has shown that you don't just have to take the loss because the other side wants you to. I mean, the last thing he said, it's, a, it's actually an interesting story in the book, in, in Triggered, which is the last thing my father said to me as we're going down in the elevator on June 16, 2015, he looks at me and he goes, now we find out who our real friends are. Because he knew exactly what was going to happen. You know, this is not his first rodeo. It may be his first political experience, but he's a real student of life. He's seen it. He's been there. He's done things. Uh, you know, he knew exactly what was going to happen. So I didn't think we went into this naive, but it, it was much and has been much more brutal than we probably even imagined, and we thought it would be bad already. You know, but, I, I, you know, I've, I've been around a little while. I've never seen anything like this. They're actually out to destroy you and the, your family and your businesses. And the more they can destroy you and the uglier they can make it, the better. I mean, this is real hardcore left-wing kookism. And they criminalize uh, politics. I mean, it is really vicious. I agree. And, you know, they've broken every, you know, every code of decency, any, anything normal. If only they'd actually spend a little bit of time and focus on the American people. You know, what, what if we got... By the way, that scares me, too. Passed? What if we worked on infrastructure? I mean, th- when you think about it, the numbers that Trump has put up, 
whether it's unemployment numbers at all-time lows for all demographic, African-American, Hispanic, all of these things, when you look at, you know, again, manufacturing jobs created, there, remember there was no magic wand for that, Mark, well, abracadabra there is. Uh, all of these things, imagine what he could do if you didn't have the greatest amount of incoming in the history of, you, of a president of this country, and maybe in the history of politics, from nonsense, hoax investigations, uh, you know, it really, witch trials uh, from the other side. You know, imagine what he could do without that nonsense. And if I were the Democrats, I'd say, you know what, maybe we actually do something good for America for a change. Maybe we actually do something good for the American people, the hardworking men and women who make this country so great. Rather than focus on hatred of Trump, why don't we work with Trump and keep that winning going? You know, I understand that that would mean that they don't get to put, you know, their dream candidate, Hillary Clinton, which, you know, in all fairness, I can't imagine anyone really thought she was a dream candidate. It was just her turn. Uh, and that's how it works in the elitist swamps, which you know all too well. But, you know, imagine they did that. Imagine the results. He's done unprecedented good with unprecedented incoming. Imagine what he could do with a little bit of help, just a little bit. Stop the nonsense. Start working. Did you think before you got involved in all this that the media was a pack media group thing? I mean, I'm sure you thought it was liberal, but could you ever imagine it was this out-of-the-closet left-wing partisan? You know, I I think we did. I mean, I've been sort of watching it for a long time. You see that, whether it's, you know, the media, whether it's academia, it it, it is pretty stacked. You see, look look at the disproportionate... uh, way they handle anything whether you take the you know the greta girl the climate change activist that you know it it seems like it's a you know, very well choreographed thing you know she is beyond reproach you can't question her you can't do anything if you say anything about her you're terrible human you're the worst person in the world but you know at the same time they had no problem ruining the covington catholic kids because it was you know a white boy from the south wearing a maga hat that was their dream mark Oh, this guy, he did something terrible to me. All I saw was a smirk. That guy had much more control than I could have ever had. I agree. Essentially trying to pick a fight. So the reality is this. The media, the left, they will ruin anyone that stands in the way of their agenda. Look at what they did to Brett Kavanaugh. This is a guy that I had never seen before in pictures other than serving food in a soup kitchen every weekend for years. But they would destroy his life, his career, his family. You know, he was obviously a gang rapist. It was such a credible allegation that Senator Feinstein sat on the allegation for three months before doing anything about it. I mean, if they'll ruin this guy's life, if they'll ruin the Covington Catholic kid's life, who won't they ruin to get in the way? Mm-hmm. Who, who will they not willingly destroy if you stand in the way of their leftist agenda? And the answer is no one, Mark. The answer is no one. If they can do it to the president of the United States or try, they can do it to anyone, and they will. And that's where we're left. This is no longer a battle of left and right. There's never been a greater divergence between the ideologies of both parties in this country. The delta is bigger than it's ever been before. They're espousing socialism and communism like it's this great political thing. It's never worked. It's killed 100 million people throughout history. My mother escaped communist Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. I got to go there in the summers with my grandfather because he wanted to make sure I saw the other side because he recognized that we were blessed as Americans to have what we had. I've sat in those bread lines. I speak Czech fluently. I've been there. Why is it, Mark, that there is not a single person from you know the former Soviet bloc, 
Why is there not a single person from Eastern Europe who espouses the great virtues of socialism and communism who's actually lived under it, Mark? How come there's no one from Venezuela saying, you know, no, 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 guys, this is a great system. Look at what it's done for us. It's wonderful. You should bring it here. My grandmother turned 93. She's turning 93 this week. She watches CNN because when she's over there still, that's all they have. She calls me in tears. No, mm. Donnie, you don't understand. You don't understand what these systems will do. You, I, I lived through it. And, you know, this is a woman that, you know, she lived through World War II. She went through some pretty hard stuff. She's much tougher than all of us. She's in tears because she's fearing for the future of her grandkids and her great-grandchildren. And, and we're, this is becoming mainstream thought in, in American politics right now. That's how sick it is. And that's what we're up against. I couldn't agree more. Well, at least there's tens of millions of us who do agree on this and see this as a grave threat. You have Democrats going further and further. I mean, for instance, uh, they talk about a wealth tax. It's unconstitutional. They don't care. They talk about they lose by the Electoral College. Okay, they want to get rid of the Electoral College. Then Nancy Pelosi's there quoting the Constitution of the United States, reminding us that September 17, John, Don Jr., was Constitution Day. And I said, all right, so what the hell did you do on Constitution Day? He didn't do anything. Well, that's, they are, when they don't get the answer they want, Mark, they move the goalposts. I guarantee true. you, watch what happens over the next few days with you know the, the impeachment. It, it won't be what they thought. They're going to come up very short because they sold another promise that, you know, whatever it is is going to be a, a gross miscalculation, and they're going to move the goalposts and say, well, it's not that, but fine, it's this. Yeah, that's what they do because they get away with it because the mainstream media has become the marketing wing of the DNC. The mainstream media is no longer reporting news. They're reporting their agenda, and their agenda is a leftist one. They have no obligation. They have no you know, notion of uh, you know, fairness. They're, there's nothing about that. It's just war for them, and they are there to fight for their side, and that side is the extreme left. Listen, uh, when your book comes out, we're going to want to have you back. Um, and... Um Actually, I might put you on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday, if you'd like to do that. I'd love to do it. One-on-one interview. We have a very huge audience there, by the way. And also, don't hang up. I'm gonna, some address you can give to my producer. I want to send you a copy of Unfreedom of the Press. And when you have time, I want you to check that out, too. I'll do that. I'll do All that. All right. So I'll, God bless I'll you. A copy of Trigger. Yeah, look, I, I look forward to Trigger. I love that name, by the way. That's going to trigger them just by the name of the book. Well, I, I figure that's sort of what I do, so I might as well go with it. <laughs> and the book, by the way, you can go to Amazon.com and pre-order. It's Trigger, How the Left Thrives on Hate and Wants to Silence Us. Mr. Producer, go ahead and put that on our uh, social sites. All right. Appreciate it, Don. God bless you. Thank you very much. You, you have a good day, Mark. I'll speak to you later. Be well. All right. Be well. Be well. Boy, they have energy, those Trumps, don't they, Mr. Producer? They really do. In a world that is, lo- and he's great, he's sharp as can be. In a world that has lost its way, lost respect for logic, law, and American history, who's defending you in Washington? Who speaks for conservatives? AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, that's who. AMAC gives its members valuable everyday benefits while boldly defending America's priceless constitution, sacred history, individual liberties, and basic moral compass. AMAC fights for border and national security, freedom of speech and religion, and values articulated by Reagan and Trump, like a strong defense, limited government, and lower taxes. Hard to believe we're here, but we're here. And AMAC is dedicated to remembering past sacrifices 
and preserving America's core values for the future. They oppose the rise of socialism and Medicare for all push. If you're not an AMAC member, you, sh- you really should be, because the next election will decide our nation's future. That's a fact. We will either be true to America's noble past and principles or drift deeper onto the sea of moral relativism. Folks, please sign up today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S, amac.us. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Strongly encourage you to download our podcast app so you can listen to this program anywhere, anytime, and also encourage your family and friends to do so, especially given what we're up against right now. MarkLevinShow.com. Go to the homepage there. Then click on the audio rewind at the middle of the top homepage. That'll take you to the podcast page. It's only three steps. Then you'll pick the podcast you want. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, whatever you want. It's three steps. Even if you're not that really involved in tech and so forth, it's very easy to do if you have a cell phone or or whatever. Approximately 2 million burglaries are reported a year in the U.S. Census. 83% of burglars admitted they specifically look to see if there's an alarm. 20 out of every 1,000 house- households were burglarized in 2017. And what's crazy is that only 1 in 5 homes have home security. Maybe because most companies make it so damn hard to get it. And expensive, too. That's why Simply Safe is my top choice, hands down. Simply Safe protects every door, window, room with 24 7 professional monitoring. They make it easy. There's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print. They're up front. Around the clock monitoring is just $15 a month. One thing that truly makes Simply Safe stand out is their video verification technology. When other home security systems are triggered, a lot of the time police assume it's a false alarm, because most of the time it is. And the call goes to the bottom of the list. But not with Simply Safe. You know why? Using their video verification technology, they're able to visually confirm that the break-in is happening, allowing police to get to the scene <clears throat> 3.5 times faster than other home security companies. And for you, my listeners, Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. You've heard me talk about them. Now's the time to pull the trigger. Go to simplysafemark.com. Get free shipping and a money back guarantee. That's simplysafemark.com. Simplysafemark.com. Well, it's been an important show, I think. You can go back and listen to it uh, at uh, at your leisure. First hour I laid out the whole constitutional impeachment issue. I gave you a constitutional class in about 40 minutes, and there's a lot more to come in the days and weeks and months ahead, so stick with me. We're in this together. This is our country, and we're going to defend it right to the end. Right to the end. Let us go to Joe in Middletown, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark. Love your show. I just want to tell you what I did last time uh, I got pissed off. Uh, That was when Senator from New Jersey became Spartacus. Yep. I donated money to the Mike Flynn Defense Fund. I donated money to Bob Hugan. I donated money to Donald Trump. I went to my no- local Republican headquarters and I volunteered. I made calls every week until Election Day. I put so a-, a little fire under you. 
Yeah, put about 20 lawn signs on my lawn. <laughs> okay? And yes. the local Republicans came over, rang my bell in the morning while I was doing work in the basement, and asked me if they could put his sign on the lawn. Now, why would he put his sign on your lawn when you already... Oh, he wanted one of your signs. He, no, no, he was, uh, his sign wasn't there. So he, he rang my bell and said oh, it was see. okay to add his. Yeah, good. Well, and, Joe, uh, that's what we need, baby. And the one thing about the New Jersey residents, yeah, uh, just uh, don't be forced to move out of the state because no matter where you go, socialism is going to follow you. If you think mm-hmm. you're going to go to Pennsylvania or to Florida or to New Hampshire, it's going to follow you. You've got to stay and fight. Stay and fight. All right, Joe. Very, very invigorating. Thank you. Moses, Long Island, New York. We only have one minute. Go. Hey, thank you. First, I want to say, uh, wow, what a start, Donald, Donald Trump Jr., uh, Mr. President. Unbelievable. Great job raising him. I, amazing. Uh, I agree. One thing I want to touch on, since I got one minute, Mark, is these Republicans. Uh, could you just imagine if when they tried pulling this stunt, the, the, one of these uh, Republican senators and the committees would say, you know what? We're going to turn around and we're going to actually do our job and investigate what Biden did do over there. I've been saying this. I said it on Hannity. I say it on the radio today. Why aren't they investigating Hunter Biden and, and Joe Biden? What is with these fools in the Senate? We give them the Senate. They do nothing. Thank you, Moses. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters and emergency personnel, all those who support us. Mr. President, hang in there. We're behind you, too. And I will see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you, and be well. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.